Hello, all, and welcome to the Triple H Podcast. Happy Hour Hoops, your one-stop shop for enjoying a cold beverage, listening to our ice-cold basketball takes. Today, we have a little betting preview before the season gets going. Me and my co-host, Jake Micah, as always, and a reoccurring guest, Alex Mir, the Meerkat from Degenerate degenerate Danger Zone and really just wears a bunch of hats for Trainwreck Sports. Wherever. Um, wherever they need yeah. me. <laughs> Meerkat, how are you doing today? You can, you can find Meerkat anywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you'll find me anywhere, popping up different holes. But uh, I'm doing good, boys. I'm excited <laughs> to talk about this right now. I mean, I love futures. It doesn't matter the sport, but obviously I love NBA betting. It's my second favorite sport to bet behind the NFL season. And mm-hmm. we're getting both at the same time, which is just the best thing. Mm-hmm. But sitting on those futures all season with some big money payouts awaiting you when you know everything's said and done, whether your team wins or loses, it's a nice feeling. So I'm happy to get into it today. Absolutely. And Jake, we will get to the betting previews in just a moment. But before that, I think it's only right if we hit on this guy one more time. Uh, We're actually going to be talking about two guys real quickly before we get into the betting previews. Let's start with Ben Simmons, because so much talk between the two of us on this podcast about the whereabouts of Ben Simmons um, I'm sure you guys are sick of this by now. We we went through basically every option. <laughs> We're except, sick of it. That's why Dunny's saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm also sick of it. Um, we've got we've exhausted about every option except for him returning to Philly, and it seems now that is the most likely case. He's reported to camp. He took his COVID test in Philadelphia. Um, Rich Paul, you know, reaching out to the 76ers. Apparently, he's now back in the building. And they plan to move forward, which is going to be probably the most awkward season uh, for a sports <laughs> team of all time. But, I mean, just off rip, what what are thoughts here on Ben Simmons? Um, We know that we, we clearly know what uh, Ben Simmons is number one priority here, and it is his money, which is fair. I, I understand yep. that. Um, I don't blame any guy who's trying to get money in the NBA. I think I'm pretty pro player on that, but it was a bold move. I think this, the most thing is that it was a huge, bold move by clutch to try to keep him out with four years left anyways, and see how much they can do. It's just the wrong person to do it with like Daryl Morey. He doesn't budge on these things. He's usually the guy going out and snatching stars out of these situations. So he knows like, how these kinds of trade negotiations work with stars and everything. And I honestly think they just waited it out and we're like, how much, let's see how much money he's willing to lose. Clearly it wasn't a lot. It was, it was a one yeah. check that he got hit with. He's like, all right, you're right. You're right. I don't know that like Meerkat, do you think that, do you think Simmons still plays a game? Like, that's what I don't, I don't know if he, I still feel like he shows up, maybe he shows up to practice and they just kind of throw him on the, Injury did not play coach's decision list. And then as they try to work this out, but what do you think? I mean, it's just so weird, like how he came back. Like, I guess the Sixers didn't even know he was like coming back. He just yeah. kind of showed up, <laughs> no. took his test, no. and he's like, hey, I'm here. Can I have a paycheck? Like, I mean, <laughs> it's a weird situation. Things are awkward with that team. And obviously, he wants out, but. With just how the situation unfolded with the team not already moving him, that much interest, how last season ended for him, I think he kind of sucks it up, and I think he just plays for them. Maybe something works itself out you know, as the season starts, but I, I think he starts the season playing for them. He's there. He's reporting. 
as long as he's healthy and everything, I don't see him being moved just yet, even though I feel like he still wants to, obviously. But now he's like, all right, this is real world. I wasn't moved yet. I mean, where's the interest for this contract? And after his run in the playoffs, it's just a weird situation for him. I think he kind of needs a redemption tour year or at least a first half run of the season before he's moved. Yeah, I think this just might be a a situation where he realized that him and the Sixers may be losing if, you know, when he's not reporting or if he's just throwing a sissy fit and refusing to play. I think he probably noticed that, you know, midseason last year, even going into last season, the trade deals between him and where he was going to end up or what Philly was going to get in return was just a lot better when, you know, he was playing well. And before this playoff disaster that happened in Philadelphia, I think now he realizes that, you know, he can get back on the court. He can increase his value. Maybe if he comes out and just plays well for the 76ers, maybe they can both finally agree on shipping him somewhere because he looks like a great player again. Philly will get something better in return now that, you know, hopefully his games improve from what we saw in the playoffs. He's been posting videos of him shooting all summer, so we, we'd hope, even though we've seen this before. I want him to only shoot threes. Like, yeah. just come out and no, no, no layups, just threes. And maybe he yep. goes, like, 0 for 12, but he's like, this is what you guys wanted. Here we go. Like, Here you go. All the way. That's how you get moved. <laughs> yeah, I just think that, that that's the best case for both parties there, is that if he yeah. comes, balls out, they're able to trade him at that point. They get, you know, a nice package in return. He goes to a destination where he wants to play. Someone absorbs his contract, so he's still getting the money. Um, but other than that, I think this is going to be really awkward. I can't, you know, they have talent on the roster. So, yes, I think the 76ers will be semi-successful. But, I mean, end of the day, we can't take this team seriously as a contender, just knowing what we know. I mean, Doc was outspoken about, Ben Simmons efforts in the playoffs after the playoffs happened and beads, you know, spoken on a few podcasts and shared his thoughts. So I don't know, just a a lot of weirdness. And, you know, speaking of weirdness, I think we can segue right into the Kyrie Irving situation. I promise these betting previews are coming soon, but I feel like (laughs) it's just another thing we have to talk about. Maybe no one wants to talk about this shit. I'm sure no one really (laughs) wants to listen to it anymore, but Um, You know, everyone knows the situation, right? Kyrie Irving not wanting to get vaccinated, saying it's bigger than just him being anti-vax. He wants to take a stance for people losing their job over this. Um, And this is another dude who's risking a lot of his money on the line. Uh, If he doesn't report or get vaccinated and then report, he could lose up to $200 million just this year if he loses his extension um, and doesn't play. But I guess my question to you guys would be, you know, what, what is the likelihood that you guys think that Kyrie just doesn't play a game for the Brooklyn Nets this year? And then what what do you guys think this Nets team looks like? I mean, if you're already seeing Kyrie come out. And this, now that, you know, this is kind of becoming a reality, you saw his Instagram live and stuff. He's already starting to kind of change his tune a little bit, it seems. Like he mm-hmm. went from like, now he, like, no, no, no. Now he's saying, well, I'm not anti-vax. He's like, I'm yeah. just thinking about myself and stuff. And he seems like he might start to lean into the idea of just getting it done because he wants to be playing basketball, I think. Like, I, I don't know if this is even a bit at this point with Kyrie. Like, I refuse to believe 
he's crazy. I think he just want likes the headlines and likes being this quirky, weird guy and mm-hmm. brings yeah. it upon himself. Like, does he? There's no way he doesn't believe dinosaurs weren't real and like the flat earth and stuff and now this is another one of those things that it's going to drop off a bit and i don't think he starts the season maybe but give him a couple weeks he'll get that poke mm. <laughs> he'll get what do you that think of jake <laughs> there's there's so many things about the, the about kyrie irving that just i mean like i love the guy and i like love the i've tried to defend him so many times throughout <laughs> his career this is Me just too. so it's really not it, worth it's it just, it's 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 so hard well it, i'm not no i'm past the point of defense at this point because i think everything you said is so right meerkat like mm. he's just trying to be a contrarian to do it yeah. at this point he, he thinks best. that he's he got the stage he, yeah and he thinks that he is you know he thinks he he wants to use his platform and use it in a good way. And like I'm not a bro, I turned into a reply guy on some one of those NBA accounts a couple weeks ago because they pissed oh, no. me off so bad yeah, after the know. after the Kyrie thing. They the first initial wave of, of everything a couple weeks ago. And then they just posted like a thing that said, Look at all the great like contributions Kyrie has done. It's like all his charitable things and everything. It's like, yes, yeah. we understand that Kyrie yeah, no is a good person. Taking that no away one's from no, him. That has nothing to do with what he's doing and how problematic it can it is for their basketball team right now. Like that, they don't they don't exist in the same. They don't place. correlate, yeah. So I just feel like people are just that's the that's the thing that drives me more insane about the Kyrie thing is just how the discourse has like shifted to like oh, but he does all these great things. It's a free thinker. It's like okay, he's just saying just because he's like saying outlandish things doesn't mean like he's a free thinker or he's like being philosophical like all the things that he said yesterday feels like it was like made up in the last two weeks to try to get out from under it and just and not want to show up or for whatever reason it's just excuses again coming from him and you got shams doing the whole pr run for him and everything too like it's crazy shams Shams loves it though (laughs) i lost the respect for shams with all this run with Kyrie between shams and Kyrie's pocket between Shefty and Shams this week, it's been a bad week for the insiders. But go ahead, Dunny. What were you going to say there? Uh, I was just going to say, if he does end up coming back and they do make a playoff run, which they're going to do with or without him, yeah. you know at some point during that playoff run, he's going to be like, oh, before the season, everyone tried to break down this team and like split us up and put us <laughs> against each other. It's like, no, dude, like only you were doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, that was you, man. <laughs> I oh, guarantee, man. like, some sort of statement will come. Oh, 100%. If, if he does mm-hmm. end up playing basketball this season for the Brooklyn Nets. When- um, but you guys are probably in agreement with me that, I mean, with or without Kyrie, obviously it's a huge benefit if you have him. I really do think this team is set kind of regardless whether he plays or not, just because of the embarrassment of riches that they have on this roster. Yeah, they're stacked. It, yeah. You can see it right with their championship odds, too. With the Kyrie news, you know, Vegas adjusts to things like that. It really hasn't because <laughs> they're confident in this team. I mean, Kevin Durant, we'll get into him later, but he, he's going to be incredible this year, I think. I mean, James Harden, as long as he's not, you know, thick Harden again. Like, he, he's looking thick this offseason, but, like, not super thick Harden. They have the depth. They have the shooting. Uh, maybe have the coaching i guess with nash but, i don't uh, know i don't know about See, that part that's like are you guys worried about that so that scares the, me. about the meetings yesterday right is that what you're talking about yeah yeah 
Yeah, with because it was Durant, Harden, Joe Sy, and Sean Marks. So the owner, the GM, and the two mm-hmm. stars, but no Steve Nash around. That that's mm. t- that's all you need to know. If he's yep. not in that meeting, that's all you need to know about where he stands on this in this organization, which is fine. I mean, that's I don't I don't know if that's a decision between I just want to know what the power dynamic is on this team at this point. Cause it feels like Durant is pretty much right in step line with whatever they're doing. And it's like the LeBron model that they're kind of running out West and that, mm-hmm. that seems to be what, how they're doing it. And so Nash is like, I don't know, like if they stumble out at all defensively or they get stale for some reason this season, how, how safe Dunny do we, do we feel he is like, does he have to perform earlier? Are we getting a pass on this team for now? Yeah, I I think it's a pass, dude. I think – I just think there's – you know, with all the drama, you know, with everything, maybe not believing in Steve Nash as a head coach, I think it's just – as long as Kevin Durant's there and James Harden's there and they're playing basketball at a high level and Kevin – I think Kevin Durant kind of has like a Brooklyn Nets – uh, snow globe in his hand and he low-key just kind of <laughs> runs everything here since he's mm-hmm. gotten to Brooklyn that's that's just how it seems to me yeah, um, yeah. and you know regard I think he wants Kyrie Irving to play with him I'd still truly believe that these guys are you know close and they teamed up in Brooklyn for a reason but I think at the end of the day if Kyrie's not there on opening night I think Durant has the same aspirations he had you know last season when we saw him come up just short in the playoffs and he was playing like a monster. I mean, that was some of the funnest basketball to watch was KD doing what he was doing um, last season. So, you know, everything else aside, I think, I think you just gotta, I don't know, trust in Kevin Durant and James Harden. If those guys are on the court for your team and Mm -hmm. let everything else work itself out. Yeah, that's kind of it. And with Nash, it's like, I see Nash being the equivalent of like a holdback guy in college football. Like he's he's like yeah. the player manager of this team. He's not the coach of these guys right now. It's like the LeBron situation. Like Donnie said, like KD's running this team. I think on the court and you know the bench right now. It's one of those situations where Nash just kind of has to keep his head down, not do anything wrong. But if the team starts to falter, he's an easy scapegoat. Yeah, yeah just. That- uh just hug hug Kevin Durant like Nash did during the playoffs last year and that's that's pretty much his role. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Um all right, so Dunny then besides Brooklyn, who do you have on this board that we are we're looking at here? FanDuel odds, DraftKings mm-hmm. odds of NBA finals teams, mm-hmm. NBA champions. Who do you think that that you are would go with like gun to your head right now have to put down a hundred dollars on this team to win what would your selection be oh i really i think i'm going for the milwaukee bucks to repeat i like it just because i think there's just going to be so much favorite money on the nets and the lakers um you know let i think let all the hype just do its thing around those two teams and let everyone just kind of slowly start to forget what the Bucks did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're at plus 900 to win the ship right now, according to DraftKings. And I saw Giannis playing preseason basketball the other night, and he looked like he was shooting the ball like Chris Middleton. 
I think, you know, his buddy <laughs> may have been giving him, him uh, some shooting pointers. And it, it looked like it was paying off. I mean, look, the, the Milwaukee Bucks returning a bunch of guys that really no holes in this roster still. I don't think Giannis is satisfied with the one championship. Do I think, you know, he's very happy and proud of himself that he, there's not a super team. I think he loves the guys around him. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think he's satisfied. I think he wants another one. And, you know, we talk about it. The Brooklyn Nets, sure, they're the favorite because of the talent they have up and down the roster. But we talked about it. The drama is going to be there. You know, I do think that you should just believe in Kevin Durant and everything that they have going for themselves there. But to ignore the drama completely, I mean, that's just something that can't be done. There's no drama in Milwaukee. It's a motivated group. It's a, you know, a group that has a lot of chemistry. And, you know, if they end up being the Brooklyn Nets in the playoffs again next year, I wouldn't be that surprised. Um, so I, I do like, as a safe bet, the the Milwaukee Bucks. And then a dark horse pick, I actually really like the Miami Heat, 25-1. Um, mm. to 1. You got a co- coach in Spolstra. You bring in a guy like Kyle Lowry who just mm-hmm. kind of already embodies Heat culture. And if you play him next to a guy like Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler – um, I think it's a great recipe for success. I mean, two years removed, yeah. the, these guys were in the finals uh, against LeBron. Not even two years because it was the bubble. It was. It was literally. It was like a year, a year ago. ago. This week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was li- like these guys were just there, and now they have this, you know, point guard who's been an All Star for the majority of his career. Great shooter, plays with tenacity. Um, I really think this is a great opportunity for Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, the young shooters on the roster. Um, so I, I really like the Miami Heat, but um, Meerkat, what, who do you like for championship picks this season? Uh, so this year, the odds are weird. Honestly, you brought it up, Donnie. Like, I have no faith in the Lakers plus 400. I just can't bring myself to bet on them. I'm not sure what this team plus is going to look like. Plus 400 is tough, man. It's if it a was tough like number, 700, that'd be different. But plus exactly. 400 is iffy. It's a tough number. The public probably loves some. I'm right there with you for the favorites is the Bucks. honestly. They're returning pretty much everybody. you, you got to be rooting for Giannis at this point. If you're not, what the hell, man? And Chris Middleton finally, finally proved to me he can do something in the playoffs. That's what I've been waiting to see for a long time because he's a great player. And so now that combination of just Giannis and Middleton together – brings me hope and the rest of the team they have depth they can shoot the ball and now they've already been there they've won it they know what it feels like they got that sweet taste of a championship and you see it all the time in the nba with teams going back you know within consecutive years years around each other because they know what it's like these guys who are together before they disband the team gets broken up from what it kind of looked like during that first championship they want to go all in and i think the bucks kind of cruise the east i don't disagree the heat are a nice dark horse pick i like them this year too but i don't see the bucks not being in this nba championship so for you know a team at like plus 900 odds to that I'm pretty much in my mind guaranteeing to be in the NBA championship when something goes horribly wrong for them. I'm taking that. That's good money. Then that's I'm not saying it's a bad bet, but plus 200 for a championship no team with this yeah. up, there's no there's juice, juice and there's no so juice. much drama surrounding this team. Not that Harden and yeah. Durant aren't enough, but we just talked about the coaching situation and Kyrie. I don't have faith in them. I really don't. 
But then for my dark horse pick, and uh, it's going to be my homer pick as well. You knew it was coming. <laughs> it, it's it's the Denver Let's Nuggets go. plus 2,000. That's just great value for this team. Now, you got to worry, how are they going to perform without Jamal Murray until at best January? You're going a few months before he's back from that ACL. They're going to take his time and make sure he's good when he comes back. But going forward without him, Monte Morris performed last year. He is going into this season as the starting point guard. There's no bullshit with Facundo Compasso anymore. We won't get into him again. <laughs> I, I got mad enough about Facundo last year. He does one or two flashy assists here and there. Everybody forgives him. No, the I don't forgive him. I still haven't forgot gave him. But Monte Morris is my boy. He's great defensively. He can shoot the ball, and he's an incredible playmaker who doesn't turn the ball over. And that's all you really need to fill in for uh, Murray right now with the rest of the team around him. Will the throw Bard in his back? He can score. He's one of the more underrated shooting guards in the league because he doesn't average a ton of points because he's always that third or fourth guy. But his numbers are great. He can score in a variety of ways. Then Michael Porter Jr., we were talking about in pre-show, he got a max deal. Mike, he, he looked so good last year. He shot so well. He can score in so many different ways. As long as he gets his defense going a bit, He's an elite player in this league. And then Aaron Gordon, the guy you added, paired with the MVP, Nikola Jokic, great coach in Malone, who has out-surpassed you know, the team win total every single year he's been coach. Yeah. Vegas is always down on them, and he outperforms every single year. Yeah, I like the Nuggets. True. If Murray comes back, you know, let's say early February, looks all right, and this team can stay okay without him. I, I like the Nuggets, guys. I, I just have to homer homer with me, homer aside. It just makes sense. They have the talent. This team can score 130 a night. I like it. Yeah, I think, I think the Nuggets the Nuggets are, are a good pick because the West in general, I think, is a theme that we've got, touched on. It's just not, it's not the same as it has been in years past. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the where we're, we're – we're talking about the Nuggets team with a Jamal Murray injury, the Clippers with a Kawhi Leonard injury, mm. um, the Trailblazers. We don't really know what we're getting out of them. Um, the Mavericks are pretty much the same. So like, who knows? So it's really like the Warriors were waiting on clay. Who's supposedly is practicing within the next month. That's it. That'll be interesting to see what, how he develops. Um, the Suns are there, but people we, me and Donnie discussed last week, worried about CP three in year whatever it is. It's, it's a lot of years for a small point guard um, and just the contract issues with Aiton and how, if that's going to play out in any meaningful way, and they still have to sign Mikael Bridges too. Um, so that's yep. like my reluctance with all those teams. So that brings me all the way back around to the one guy I know and who I can trust and who was the best team in the NBA for the first 30 games last year before injuries set in. You guys know where I'm going with this. The Lakers are winning that title, bro. The Lakers, like, <laughs> the thing about it is, I still think out of anything, LeBron and if LeBron is like he was when he was healthy last year, him and AD are still the best duo in the league to me. And I don't know about the Westbrook. I have no idea. Like the Westbrook thing terrifies me, to be honest. Like I've tried to put a positive spin on it anytime I can. My brother's a huge Westbrook fan, so we have like this like you know mega powers unite moment a little bit here getting to like so i'm just there's optimism for me with the westbrook thing Mm. but on the court don't know how don't know how it works out i would like to see him and lebron not on the court as much as possible which is not ideal when he's supposed to be your third best player so 
there's going to be things that have to get worked out. We'll see how the shooters actually turn out. Um, Kendrick Nunn has been like an up and down guy. He's supposed to be, he's going to be a guy that's going to have to be finishing for them. You would think Malik Monk has had an up and down career, but he started kind of catching on a little bit last year. Baysmore, I think is solid. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they're, they're just expecting a lot out of some guards that haven't been really consistent. And I, that's what worries me the most, but mm-hmm. I still just think it's the best duo. I think that with the kind of roster that they have, it's built to be like a win now roster, obviously, but I think the way that it's built out is that they can be malleable to a lot of different matchups. And they've done that. They, they like to run a deep bench. They've done that in the years past when they want the year they won the title. There were guys that played in certain series that didn't play in the next. I think that's mm-hmm. the kind of rotation Vogel likes with it. Um, so yeah, I'm going with the Lakers. That's what I have to go with. My dark horse is, is I'm going with the Suns, who I was just talking against. I think I'm coming full circle back onto the Suns, <laughs> now thinking they're being underrated again. Because Booker and Aiton are still just ridiculous. And they were very good mm-hmm. in the West last year. In a, in a strong and in a weaker West, I think that they're going to rise to the top and be a very good regular season team. Um, but yeah, so Lakers and Suns, I would love to see the Warriors there. I just want to see what Clay looks like. So I can't pick them as a favorite here and i noticed none of us brought up the jazz so what's up with that no one no one's feeling the jazz it's still no <laughs> same thing we've been talking about jake i just need <clears throat> i need it i that need something proven to me yeah I, well they're just frauds <laughs> as a whole like <clears throat> we saw last Rudy's year the they lost you know they they had a great opportunity against a clippers team without Kawhi leonard in that series and Terrence Mann put up a 40-piece respect. Lowell, Massachusetts, town right over from me, Terrence Mann. Um, but, yeah, they just – they they kind of just, you know, they were the number one seed in the West for so long last year. They went on that unbelievable run, and then the same thing happens like it does every year with this group. Playoffs come. You know, it got a little tough for them, and they kind of just folded. I mean, Gobert's a liability in important series because he can't play. He can't log 35 minutes in the in an important playoff series because they will go five out and they will expose him because he can't play defense on the perimeter. So, I mean, if people want to take their plus 1,500 with the Utah Jazz, be my guest. But Earn uh, your money. Yeah, I don't – I you know, maybe I'm wrong, and – Honestly, I kind of hope I'm wrong because I want to see this team do something you know, I don't outside the second round of the playoffs. I just, yeah, no Utah Jazz for me. Get them out of here. All right, well, that, that does our title odds, so we're moving down here on our list. MVP odds. Dunny, I'll give you the floor here. Who would you want think right now MVP? Yeah, I wish, I wish this pick had um... – a little bit more juice, but it's it's just it's got to be KD for me, especially if Kyrie doesn't report. I think I think that only helps him because I mean obviously he just he'll have the ball in his hand a lot more. I think what we saw in that Milwaukee series and just what he was doing at the end of the regular season last year. I mean I was literally I've I've talked about this with Jake many times. I was like floating off my couch watching some of the the Kevin Durant performances (laughs) from a season ago. Like he just continues to prove my point that he's right now the best basketball player in the world. Um, He can do it on both ends still. I don't really understand. And I get the speculation going into last year that people are like, oh, KD is not going to be the same defensively. 
I think once he got his legs under him, he kind of was. Um, he can still block shots. He gets his, you know, his hands in the passing lane. I mean, he's a freaking seven footer that plays like AI. Like that, that's really all that needs yeah. to be said with Mr. Kevin Durant. I think he's going to have a lot more opportunities if Kyrie doesn't play. I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to be in better shape than they were last year. Um, just another year under the belt, you know, to get chemistry with this group. Um, I, so yeah, my, my easy answer is Kevin Durant. Um, that is who I like the best. Uh, I will give a dark horse for the MVP too. Um, and that's Trey Young at plus 2000. I just think this guy's numbers are slept on year in and year out. He could easily average 30 and 10 this year. I mean, that is not out of the realm of possibilities for Trey Young. I also think if he exceeds and helps the Atlanta Hawks exceed expectations like they did in the playoffs last year, if Atlanta somehow finds himself the two or three seed in the Eastern Conference, I don't think it would be crazy at all if if Trey Young ends up taking home the MVP award. It is a dark horse, so, you know, temper your expectations. It, it would be a long shot if this happened, but I just think the ability, the type of player Trey Young was, you know, the kind of Shazam he brought to the playoffs and what he did to MSG and the New York Knicks last year, like he, he got a little more hype around his name. Um, and I think that's good and something you kind of need to win this award um, in the NBA nowadays. So Trey Young true. is my dark horse. Yeah, that's true. The the narrative is so strong behind it, and Trey mm-hmm. is definitely gonna he's gonna embrace the villain role everywhere he goes this year. That's gonna oh, be yeah. the most fun thing about Trey is that he's gonna go into every arena and they're gonna be ready just like rain down booze on him and he's gonna own it's it's gonna be wonderful i can't wait for that um i i'm with you like durant durant seems like the easiest i don't know how durant's not the favorite over Doncic. i understand luca's luca must get a lot of public money or something because i I love luca Luca, might have been the favorite last year too or like very close too yeah and it's just it's still too early for me on luca i think we've like he's not He's not at a Durant level yet. I feel like Durant I just, should be the favorite. Yeah, I don't think the but, team record will be there. Uh-huh. No, that's nope. something that's, that's so important in the MVP race in the NBA nowadays. That's the issue I have with it. I'm going with I'm going with my two picks are both the plus nine hundred picks, like these, starting yeah. with Giannis. Um, I know that it would be it would be an incredible historic feat again for Giannis to win MVP again, and knowing that is what kind of puts me against it but i think that when you guys are touching on the bucks the th- thought that keeps going through my head when i think about them is maybe Giannis is just going to be on like another level like is that like a better like clearly we saw with the sh- jumper last night he was trying to make a point last night in that game it was a meaningless preseason game whatever but he wanted to show the league like and everybody else oh you better be ready for this if he can start hitting a jumper consistently that's always been the thing about him He's unstoppable and he looked damn near unstoppable in the finals. Like he figured out a new like consciousness in basketball. Like he looked like mm-hmm. a brand new yeah. player. The he, he was playing off of everybody so well. He was finding open lanes. He was creating lanes for himself in ways that he hadn't before. It it was a, it was an incredible performance and if he does that in the regular season the whole year, he's already been MVP like twice. So what? Are, why else? Like I don't see how you could pick against him mm-hmm. if he ups that performance. Um, so plus nine hundred, I love the value there. My other pick is Stephen Curry 
I don't know how he's only plus 900. I feel like it's, I'm surprised it's not higher, but it must be a lot of public money on him because for him, it's got to be the perfect storm, right? Like Clay's got to come back and they have to Mm -hmm. be a contender in the West. We don't know if that's going to happen. I'm pretty bullish on it happening. I think that the infrastructure they have and just Steph's ceiling with good players around him will make that team a very good team this year, but He's an interesting pick. I just don't know if I love the 900 as much as I would love Giannis. But Meerkat, who is your favorite here? What are you, what are you thinking? So I agree with both of you guys. I got one from each of you. Uh, I, my favorite is Kevin Durant. I mean, I think KD's got the chance to put up the numbers. The Nets are obviously going to be a force. And you see what he did last year. Last year was absolutely incredible. I mean, only 27 points a game only, I say. I mean, he's got a chance to break 30 <laughs> points a game if Kyrie doesn't start the season this year. He plays like he did last year, shooting 54, 45, and 88. I mean, it was just absurd. He uh, – how can you not bet on him? He's on a title favorite team. He's won it before. He's got the notoriety behind him, and he's probably going to have the numbers this year. If the Nets don't blow up, if they're not a dumpster fire and KD stays healthy, I don't want to take anyone else but him. But if I had to, it's going to be Giannis, and it's the same thing I kind of just said where he's going to have the numbers, he's got the name recognition, and I just said I think the Bucks are going to be back in the NBA championship, so they're going to be a threat. I might have called them postseason frauds the last few years, but it doesn't mean they're not going to have an incredible regular season record heading into these playoffs, which is what you want. You know, the world just loves Giannis. Everybody's rooting for him. Who's not going to want to see this guy MVP? Last year, Jokic kind of forced the narrative and said, hey, I'm, I need to be MVP. I'm doing better than everyone else who isn't injured at the time. Now, does you know Giannis maybe need some things to fall right for him with some injuries the guys like Jokic did? Maybe, but the value is definitely there for a guy who's going to have crazy numbers, and I like to be back in the championship. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So, moving on from MVP, we've got the all the other awards. We got Most Improved Player, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, Dunny. What is what are a couple of those plays out of those that you're? that you're looking at of the other, the other awards or anything that you think is like a lock, like that we should be like, just we should be pause this podcast right now and go grab this bet immediately out of those. Ooh, I don't know if anything's a lock on these. Cause I honestly think a lot of these are very up in the air, even more so than MVP and championship to me, especially, mm-hmm. I mean, defensive player of the year, it's annoying because especially the last few years, it's just like been the Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert Ward. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe I'll just rattle through these three names here because I have three centers who I like this year, but none of them are Rudy Gobert. And, uh, yeah, I'll just okay. I'll just go through them quick so we can get to some of the other awards too. But uh, off rip with the – at plus 700 would be Miles Turner. I mean, this dude was at, before injury mm. last year on the Indian plus Pacers was averaging three blocks, over three blocks a game. I'm pretty sure three and a half blocks a game for Miles Turner. The rebounding numbers are there. The defensive rebounding numbers are there for a guy like this. Um, he does get his hands in the passing lanes too. So he could be a guy who averages, you know, right around a steal, maybe a little more a game. I think if those block numbers are there for a season, you know, 
a season in its entirety. Uh, he does that for a full season. I think Miles Turner could definitely get it done. Um, my second center is Bam Adebayo at plus fourteen hundred. Look, I said off the at the top of the show, I'm really high on the Miami Heat this year. I think they're going to be a great team, and that starts with your anchor, who is Bam Adebayo. Um, kind of like Miles Turner, and even you know he's blocks a little less shots, but I think he's a better at you know poking the ball away from guys, getting in the passing lane. I think it's going to be a very high-tempo Miami Heat team. I think they're going to focus a lot on defense because they just have those guys who are just pit bulls like Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler. I think Bam Adebayo will fall under both those guys' wings and you know, kind of just make that his play style as well. So I like Bam Adebayo at plus 1,400. And then my first homer pick of the – show right here <laughs> robert williams at plus six thousand. i mean that is just t- too too good of odds to not at least sniff at uh if you're a celtics fan like me it. um and the reason you know i think i can actually make a case for robert williams is he got an extension this year he's going to play 28 upwards of probably 28 minutes a game he's going to be right around 30 minutes i believe this guy has more blocked shots in his career than missed shots. So he's blocked more people's shots more times than he's missed in his young NBA career. I mean, that's a stat that you really can't ignore. And then kind of same thing I said for Bam Adebayo. I think this Celtics team, uh, their identity is going to be defense. That's why Ime came to this team. That is what they're looking to do. If Rob Williams is a starting center and – you know, he kind of falls into the Miles Turner thing. If he can stay healthy for a full season, um, I, I think he's a guy that's uh, in a name that should be in the conversation. Obviously, a bit of a homer pick, a bit of a stretch. I mean, you look at the odds, 60 to 1. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like those three centers. I just – I don't I don't want to be the – Just the not I, I Gobert picks. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting. <laughs> the not Gobert picks. I'm picking Gobert because I just think it's, like, automatic for him. Mm-hmm. Um, my other pick I would like is is Tybal, um, depending on how Wayne Simmons gets moved and everything. He's been so good defensively. It's hard for Wings to win that award, notably. I, I do like Bam. Bam, if that team – the Heat, best case scenario, they're one of the best like defensive teams in the league. So Bam is an incredible pick for that because he would be a big reason behind that. Meerkat, any love on defensive player of the year? Any of these other any of the other categories you want to touch on? So uh, we were talking about Gobert. Obviously, he's the favorite. He's won so many. It's whatever. But he can't yeah. run, uh, defend the perimeter, and that's becoming more and more apparent where teams are abusing the Jazz, you know, taking advantage of that. Dunny hit on it a little. And, like, you know, that perception's there now. It's more prevalent. And so I don't like Gobert as much as other years, honestly. I said I think mm-hmm. he starts the season playing no problems. I'm going to go with Ben Simmons. The odds aren't great for the situation surrounding him, but with all the shit with his shooting, you know, how much he gets piled on, he needs to do something incredibly well to maintain, yeah. you know, getting paid what he does, and that's defense. He's got a crazy wingspan. He can defend so many different positions. He's so tenacious on the floor, and he's had the numbers to prove it last year averaging six defensive rebounds a game, almost two steals a game, and over half a block. He just does it all out there. He's so versatile and so important to, you know, the success of Philly with his defensive contribution. 
I know people are down on him. I know, you know, the offensive struggles, whatever. So stand out and be that elite disruptor you are and make it, you know, really pop out on the court. And then another guy you brought up, Tybal, don't hate that. I loved him last year. He's a guy who I just don't know. I don't think he, I don't know if he gets enough minutes. You know, that's the thing to to really get the stats he needs for this award. But I think he's the best defensive guard in the NBA. You know, like I love him. So. That's a name for sure, but I, I like Simmons. The value is not great, but I like it. Yes, Tybal matches up. If if Simmons gets moved, his role goes up, and that's where. Oh yeah, that. that's but a Simmons, big big shift then. Yeah, exactly. Simmons, um, Simmons is a great pick for this because I thought I thought he was pretty close last year too. To be honest, like I was, I wouldn't have been surprised if he ended up snagging that last year. But he's he's proven that that that's that's an award he's going to win at some point in his career. So is this going to be the yeah. year that seems like it's the, it might be the tough year. Cause you know, he's just showing up to cash out, punch the clock and get to games right now, get paid rather than playing games. Um, so what about Dunny most improved um, rookie of the year? We've got six man of the year. What's another one that you like out of those? Oh uh, yeah. We can go right into most improved here. Honestly, it, this is this to me is going to be the weirdest one this year. Just especially the guys they have on the list. Like I feel like it's just some of these they're just almost reaching for players who have already improved so much over the last yeah. couple of years. They're like almost mm-hmm. anticipating this um, imaginary leap that they they can just continue to get so so much better. Like I think Jalen Brown would have been a great candidate last year but you know he got injured at the end of last year and it wasn't really in the cards um just looking at this list and this is kind of a blind pick but also i'm, I'm really rooting for the guy too is jaron jackson jr yeah. i mean we, we've seen very little from him you know on the hardwood of course injury which is tough but i mean what we have seen i mean he's an unbelievable talent both sides of the ball um John Morant is just been playing out of his mind since he's been in the league. You pair those two together at pretty good odds. I think here it's a uh, plus 1600 and you know, he, he's not one of the heavy favorites, so he's got some pretty good juice to him. And uh, like I said, I'm just rooting for a guy like Jaron Jackson jr. He's coming off injury. It kind of makes the story a little better. Um, yeah, I think I would go Jaron Jackson here for most improved. I like that. I was looking yeah. at the list and thinking that as you said it. Or Mirka, is there another one you love? You sound like you like the Jackson pick too. I, I like the Jackson pick. Jaron Jackson's guy you like to root for. I, he's just talented and he's good. And if he, you know, has everything going right healthy, for him, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if he has, if everything goes right for him, he, he can really flash that talent. I don't hate it at all. But I got to go with another homer pick here. And it's really not I so knew much it. a homer pick I with Michael Porter Jr. I mean, last year I was saying Michael Porter Jr. is an elite talent in the NBA. He might not be putting up elite numbers just yet, but he's an elite yeah. talent. And he showed that. His shooting splits last year were, I mean, incredible. 54% from the field, 44.5% from three. 
It gets mm-hmm. up the free throw numbers a bit. I mean, it just needs to shoot more too, which won't be a problem since he's heading into this season fully healthy, which is a great sign for this guy. Jamal Murray's out, so he's going to be yep. second fiddle to Nikola Jokic right now. Yeah. And he's got the confidence because he was putting up big numbers in the playoffs last year, which, you know, he's kind of a mental midget type guy where he's going to get into himself and he misses a few shots, he might get down. But he kind of shook that off last year in the playoffs, stepped up when they needed him to. So I like him in a bigger role this year, healthy, solidified now, and people know what his talent is. He can hit from anywhere on the floor, literally anywhere on the floor, but he's got the size, he's got the strength to attack the basket. You just love Michael Porter Jr. I mean, if he can average 26 points a game, eight boards this year, it's going to be an easy choice. Especially with the volume he's going to get too. Mm-hmm. Like it's He's just going to get more opportunities with Jamal Murray out. It's, we were talking about it before, and I think we maybe we touched on it here too. This is such a weird board with most improved because it's like, what is the yeah. level of improved that you have to expect? Like, I don't, it's, it's some just of these a weird guys list are just of weird. Names. Yeah. It's like, how do you decide these favorites? Like, how is, how, do, how is, Shea, like, Shea Gill is, I don't know. Some of this doesn't make sense. I'm going with John Collins. So, um, I, like I think Ooh. he showed out a I lot love John in Collins. the playoffs. He's awesome. And I think he showed mm-hmm. out kind of what makes him special, like the flashes in the playoffs. I think they use that matchup disadvantage that he can create on the floor a lot with him and Trey when they got to the playoffs, realized this is our bread and butter. Like we can go to this all the time. And he kind of showed out doing that. So I love John Collins. He got paid now. That team's going to be good again. Um, and just the way out, the way the rest of this board is laid out right now, it's just tough. Like I would love to pick in my, my Homer pick would be Garland because I think him at low odds, he could be so much better for than the flashes he showed last year, but that's even still just asking like what, I don't know what the criteria is. Like how is Colin Sexton a higher odds than, than Garland would be? Cause is Sexton getting a lot better this year than what we've seen? So like Levine is an interesting person at plus 800, like, plus yeah. whatever he is plus 1200 like he was just in the olympics so like how yeah. how much more of a jump does he have to be like mvp to win most improved i don't know it's just a weird board yeah but, like De'Aaron fox being like kind of up there too it's like yeah it's like what does he have to so is he like first team all nba that he might win and most improved like he averages like 36 <laughs> and 12 like sure better. yeah know, i was gonna say he already averages 25 Sabonis, like, like yeah. is on the bottom here it's like Sabonis is the, like i don't know so it's just Weird this list this year. Weird field. Um, what about Dunny Rookie of the Year? It's kind of the Jalen and Cade show, which I think is what we would have mm-hmm. expected going in. So is there anybody yeah. left besides those two that you would really like to put something on here? Well, yeah, you said it. Like, I feel like by the end of the season, it, we're going to have what we had last year where it was like, oh, LaMelo Ball, but then it was LaMelo Ball was injured. And I don't think, yeah. you know, there's going to be an injury between the – one of these two guys, but it was LaMelo ball. And then it was like, Oh my God, wait, we can't ignore what Anthony Edwards is doing here. And yeah. I think we're probably going to see something similar. I think it's really easy to go Cade because I just think he's going to have a lot of opportunity on that Detroit team. But then, you know, you could say the same thing about Jalen green, who kind of took a disliking to not going number one overall and is now wearing that as a chip on his shoulder so, yeah, I think we're going to see the K-Jalen Green battle all season long. I think, you know, 
they're both pretty safe. But again, it's something we've talked about. You know, if you're making a bet, you kind of want juice for these futures. Mm-hmm. And they don't have much. Uh, DraftKings has Cade at plus 250 and Jalen Green at plus 275. If I'm taking a flyer and, you know, this is – I liked him in college a lot too, but just – Based on what I saw in preseason from Scotty Barnes, uh, DraftKings, mm. uh, the Toronto Raptors, DraftKings has him at plus 1,200. Mm-hmm. I just think he's going to have a big opportunity with this Toronto team this year. And what I saw from him in preseason is that he is really able to do just about everything for this team. I mean, he can shoot. He can score inside. He can rebound. He can defend. Um, he's almost very similar to a guy they already have, OG Ananobi. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I like Barnes as a player. I kind of like him as a dark horse for this rookie award, but don't be surprised if it's the Cade and Jalen show. Yeah. I, you can't disagree from the Cade and Jalen thing. If I'm leaning between the two of them though, I mean, I'm probably going to go Jalen green. He's got the pro experience already with the year in the G league. I mean, he, yeah. he wasn't playing, you know, just some vanilla college ball, not saying Kate or anyone else was, but you know what I mean there, uh, where he's playing legitimate professional competition, albeit G league. Like these guys are good. They're pros. I think it's a better competition than you would get in college. And so he's got the year of that. And we were talking pre-show this Houston offense is going to be absurd. Like uh, Porter and uh, green are going to shoot a lot. Like they're just Mm -hmm. going to shoot. They're not going to care about defense and, you know, if a rookie averages a lot of points and shoots well, people aren't going to be looking at his defense when it comes down to it. I think Green has the chance to, you know, lead all rookies in scoring this year. The best chance yeah. to, uh, just because Detroit and Cade's situation aren't the most inspiring. Not that it's as bad as it would have been if, you know, they drafted him two years ago or something, but still don't love it. And then looking at value, it's still not even great value. And maybe you can, you know, elaborate a little more for me, Jake, on what's looking like. But you guys know, love me some Evan Mobley. I think oh, he's going to come into the league. But, like, I think he's going to have decent numbers. But I just don't know what his playtime is going to look like right now. Because he's got love behind him. He's got Markin in there, maybe playing some four. I mean, he's not going to be playing much five, I guess. So it's just a weird thing. I'm not sure how he's going to be used yet. But I love Mobley, and I think he does translate. It's just if he gets the opportunities to, uh, he's got to have the minutes. And I'm just not sure if I see it. But maybe he starts out slow, you know, one of those kind of deals. And then right when he has his first big game, they start giving him more minutes or something. You hop on a better juiced line for it, you know, live. Yeah, on sure. So it's just one of those things I'll monitor. But I, I want to be in the Mobley. I just I can't. I don't blame you for now not wanting to commit to it. I really that's one of the most interesting things about mm-hmm. the Cavs starting the season. I'm going to be watching i mean every cast is going to be watching is the big man rotation because there's just I, I so many options yeah i don't know what i don't even know what mobley's going to look like as like a four like as yeah. next to like evan like in theory it should work right like his skill set is kind of fit that he can mold around it but he's also never played an nba game and never played next to a dude that's bigger than him probably in his life yeah so it's like he's just it it's going to be interesting to play out. And then, like, what's the point of Markinen if Mobley's getting all these minutes? And you're, you're, yeah. you have Markinen and Kevin Love who are, like, they're, they're like the Spider-Man meme, like, pointing at mm-hmm. each other. Like, they're, yeah. the same, they're the same role pretty much. Like, Markinen's probably a better player than Love is at this point. 
but they're they, they would serve the same purpose on the court so they're kind of redundant as backups too i don't know the mobley yeah. thing i wanted to cheer for that mobley like the numbers curious i really like Sengun. I like Sengun from Houston. Yeah. As we're talking about all the Houston guys and how electric the guards are going to be. But think about him if he's a, as skilled of a big man as, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that are high on him coming out into the draft, coming out of the draft. Um, and maybe he just dropped because he was an international player. We've seen that before. Like just people didn't have as much taper, didn't want to, especially last year with COVID and everything. I'm sure scouting was weird for international reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but this kid could be like the steal of the draft for Houston. They could have gotten their two pillars, and maybe he's like a I don't know what it would take for him to be rookie of the year, but he could be like a 16 and 8 guy, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I I just like the value. I've heard good things about him and knowing how heavy they're how heavy we're talking about them shooting. Maybe he's just like a stud offensive rebounder and he's getting putbacks and getting able to cash in like that and get the stats up there. Um, I like Boog Knight too, though, playing mm. if he plays next to LaMelo, like and he's the shooter that we've seen him be in college, at least. I mean, or coming out of college, because in college he wasn't a great shooter. But throughout the summer and at the combine and everything, it looked like the word around him was that he kind of had improved his shooting stroke, shooting his form. And if he's an electric lights-out shooter with the explosiveness he has next to LaMelo, they're not going to play a damn defense. But he could be putting up 20 points a night, like in that Devontae Graham role, pretty easily, I think, with what we've seen from him. So I like those two. I love going, if I'm not talking about Kate or Jalen, which I think it's just going to be one of them two, probably Jalen, if I had yeah. to pick between the two favorites. Yeah, I, I like both those picks. It, like I said, I think this is the, these last couple of awards that we've been talking about. Just weirdly it's so, the, wide. The rookie open. of the year is really weird. Yeah, weirdly wide open, but at the same time, like no one's going to be surprised if it is just Cade and Jalen at the end of the year. Um, Sixth man of the year. I have, again, something weird, and this is something we saw Lou Williams win a lot of over the course of his career. And then last season, it was between two teammates, which rarely happens Joe Ingles and Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. for me, I mean, we, we can go through this one quick. I, I think a guy like Colby White is really interesting here mm-hmm. because he played such a solid role for the Chicago Bulls last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, DraftKings has him at plus 1,600 this year, and their starting lineup is going to be very good, as we know. And, I mean, he's basically going to be the heart and soul of this bench. I mean, he's an explosive scorer. He can be a playmaker as well. I think he's just going to run this bench unit. Um, I have no reason to believe he's going to put up very good numbers and, you know, I'm probably among the best as far as bench guys go. I, I really like Colby White as a player I have since his college days. And, um, yeah, I, I, he was just the name that really stood out to me on this list. I love Colby White. That's a good pick there. He's a good player. He's a guy who could, you know, be a good starting primary point guard, I think, given, you know, the right situation around him. But I'm going elsewhere on this pick. I mean, I wore this shirt just for the occasion. I don't have the odds for him. Oh, come on. 
plus 2,000. Oh. My whole I'm not even looking at you on the South screen. Beach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the I, other screen, and I know who it is. I, I just I love the confidence. Tyler Harrow should be in the same conversations as Luka Doncic and Trey Young quoted from Tyler Harrow. <laughs> I just an incredible quote, the incredible confidence. No, I just no, love Tyler Harrow. I got a Tyler Harrow jersey just because it's cool. I mean, I, the run he had in the bubble was fun. And last that was year, people were really down on him. And it's not like he was awful. I mean, he still shot 44, no. 36. It's not the worst thing in the world. But you want to see better from him. And, you know, now settling into that six-man role, he's going to get plenty of run behind, you know, Duncan Robinson. He might get some run at point guard for Lowry. Who knows how that depth chart's uh, cooking up right now. But I think Arrow can, you know, at least replicate his numbers from last year with a little better shooting percentage off of the bench now. And something like that, if the Heat do make a run, if they are a sneaky team in this East and they're a fun team again where everybody loves their shooting, everybody loves Duncan Robinson, Tyler Harrow, the white boys splashing, I mean, it it makes sense. He's going to have the public behind him. And I just – I got to root for the guy. He's fun. I like Jack Carlo. I like (laughs) – hey, no shame in that. There's no shame. (laughs) Um, This is a – Bro, I don't know. Like, this is why is Bobby Portis plus two thousand? Why is Bobby Portis two hundred one? Like, I love Bobby Portis, but is he really a top ten favorite for six man of the year? That's no. that's a little. That's why these odds are so. These yeah. odds are crazy. So is Hero gonna be on the? He's gonna be on the bench. Duncan's gonna start then. I think that's that what it's sense, looking at. That's what the depth okay. charts list said. It's what kind of sounded like in camp. And now, yeah, you know, Harrow's got a been defending himself. So I can. It's just what it's looking like. And plus, they're always so weird with the six man. Like Harrow that's might true. end up getting like starter minutes, but mm-hmm. if he doesn't, you know, as long as he's coming off the bench, he's good. It's yeah, that was like I Clarkson like last year. It's like yeah. half of the games you have to come off of the bench for or something. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, what is? Yeah, it's, it's so forty. Weird. It's forty-two or four. I think it's one more than half or something. Yeah, yeah, one more than half. Forty-two off of games. The bench. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's poetic on this list that Caruso and Carmelo are both three hundred to one. I don't know why. I just feel like that's that's hilarious that Carmelo on the Lakers and Caruso on the Bulls are the same odds for this. <laughs> I, I want to pick Caruso just just to say why not, but that's not happening. Um, I'm actually going do- deep down on on this list. I have from Vegas Insider though. Jordan Poole at 400 to one is who Ooh. I'm going with. I think the the word from Jordan Poole coming out of Warriors camp is that he's been electric, and if he is, you know, if Steph and Clay are out there doing their thing, and he's the one coming off the bench and filling it up. You know, we've talked about those narratives for some of these awards. If he's the, the Warriors have a splash bro and they get a third one and Jordan Poole out here is mm. a little little spark plug six man and they end up like a top three seed, I can see it. So that's that's one I like there too. Um and the top of like more towards the, the favorites of the list. I am going with Derrick Rose. I mean 16 yeah, to one. I don't mind that. Like I just uh plus sixteen hundred. I've he was so close last year. It would it would be such an awesome story. Um, I think him in New York just yeah. I think that that would make sense there. I honestly feel like he should be starting over Kemba. I don't know if that's a controversial opinion, but I don't think that's gonna happen. I was looking at for Kemba on this list, um, but so I'm going with Derrick Rose. Those are my picks. Rose, Rose, and Jordan Poole. The 
just hoping for electric like point guard play. play. All right, before before we wrap up here, why don't we just do a quick round the horn of coach of the year who we're thinking? Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll rip it off first. I think Nate McMillan. It kind of goes yeah. into with the Atlanta Hawks. It kind of goes into you know me thinking that Trey might have a chance for MVP this season. Yeah. I think they took a lot of people by storm last season going into the playoffs. In the playoffs, um, you know he really turned that team around. And yeah, I mean that's pretty much why I'm taking. I, like that. I, I would go Nate. You I gotta go Spolstra. Um, I like it. Just too. makes sense. The Heat are gonna outperform expectations. I think we're all kind of on the same page with that a little yeah. bit, at least. Um, you, you know, they're a team that could be sneaky again this year. Yeah. And Spolster's just a great coach. So as long as they outperform expectations, they finish. Maybe they steal that two seed in the East. Maybe. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's hard to make a case against them unless something someone does something miraculous. I'm going with Frank Vogel. I think that the Lakers are just going to beat up on teams that are healthy in the regular season, and he'll just have more wins than everybody, and it'll just be like, oh, let's give it to Frank. It's not an exciting pick, but I'm not really the, – the coach of the year, I, I don't know. There's nothing really popping out to me this year. Um, I just feel like – like really I want to say – like, interesting. Yeah. I, I wanted the, – the first name that popped in my head is if the Celtics are good, Ime would be up for it immediately yeah. too. That'd be but awesome. that just depends on what they do. Like, I don't think the six, I don't think Doc's in there at all. I don't think no. Steve Nash or Budenholzer would get it. So that's like, it's just weird in the East. I think Spolster's probably the best bet in the East, honestly, because of that team's really mm-hmm. good. He yeah. did a lot of credit for that. Um, I kind of like Kerr in the West, too, if the Warriors get back to, like, the top three seed. Malone, too. If, if I'll be mad are, if like, Kerr wins situation. just because – the first time he won that award was over Brad Stevens and Kerr didn't coach like more than half of that year because of his Yeah, back. that was weird. Yeah, that And was that weird. is – I will just never forgive the NBA. That season, Whoever... that season still has Luke Walton a job. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, come on, man. That uh, – I'm not going to get into Steve. I love Steve Kerr, honestly. It just – I'm just – that yeah. makes me mad. I will never put money on him <laughs> to win that award. <laughs> oh. All right, boys. Well, let's wrap it up here. Follow us at Happy Hour Hoops One. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to it. Happy Hour Hoops at Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Follow Meerkat at Meerkat Cat. Call him either one. He's good with that. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Free money football every Wednesday. Degenerate Danger yes, Zone. Whatever we're feeling like real degenerate. Whenever, yeah. Whenever you know, you know. There's there's been a lot of moments I felt like a real degenerate. How's your? So wait, wait, hold up. This is not. This is. I'll probably cut this from this recording anyways. But what is that site that you use to track all those picks that you just post up on there? Like for, for NFL betting. Like you oh, like you the track, action yeah. the action network app. What's oh so what's the other what's the other one I've been seeing then? Because I know the action network, but there's like I thought you had a, the other one that's been popping up. Maybe not. For like the dart or no, well, no, there's like some other website. Maybe I'm just thinking of something else too. Oh, like maybe the Masar thing, the Pompano. Yes, yes. Yeah. I thought you were. I thought that was you were on that too. Right, I'm no, I, I was gonna be in it, but then I like. <laughs>